thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today I have something a little bit different. I have two guests on the show. Um, they're separate interviews, but they're talking about the same film. They're both here to talk about the new film, Agnes. Uh, first up, I'll have Mickey Reese, the film's writer and director. And then after the break, I'll have the film's star, Molly Quinn. Agnes will be available on VOD on Friday, December 10th. Big thanks to Bookman's for sponsoring the show, and thanks to Fort Worth for letting me use the song at the end. Hope you enjoy. This is a really fun movie. I had a great time with this, and I think there's more fun to be had in this film that might be apparent on the surface level to it. And I think that there's a, and I could be wrong, maybe I'm completely misreading this film, but when I watch the opening sequence, and even just when you see the title card, I think you're tipping your hat in a way to how to take on the film. And um, this is not a typical possession film. Is that something that was by design, or am I completely misreading the movie? No, absolutely. It's uh, you know, especially the first half of the movie is all just fun, and because it's you know, it's a, a it, it's a you know, it's a satire. You know what I mean? It's a uh, it's a very much um, kind of like. Uh, being very aware that we're playing with these these tropes uh, that and making this kind of exorcism movie that you've already seen before, you know what I mean? And uh, and that's and it's okay, and we all feel good about it because we know what happens in that second half. You know what I mean? We know what we're the main goal is about what we're trying to do um, and what the real movie is in that second half. So that the first half is just kind of like here's the exorcism movie you wanted, but uh, you know, here you go. Wait. But also, yeah, we're ha- we're we're having a good time, of course. But you're playing with the levels of it to where, you know, the performances, they get pretty big with just like veering on going over the top. And it just gets super close to that line. I don't think you ever cross that line, but it gets about as close as you can um, without going into full camp territory. And that's really good because of where the second half of the film goes. It leaves you kind of where that's not so out of left field, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then it, what made you want to take on this material in this way? What was the sort of the impetus for the story? Uh, well, um, you know, it was mainly a, uh, so we did uh, Strike Dear Mistress and Cure's Heart and then Climb Into the Hunter and then this one. And it was kind of, you know, really I, but, just pl- kind of playing with these like. Uh, Climb Into uh, the Hunter films. is great, by the way. I love that film. Sorry to interrupt, but I really awesome. did enjoy Thank that you. one. It's a great little film, so. Uh, so these kind of uh, female centric, like kind of shadowy, like moody, you know, um, you know, uh, odd, odd blocking stuff that I was like, you know, techniques that I was kind of playing with and very uh, obsessed with. And uh, so the third one was like, all right, we need to have a bunch of nuns. Let's get a bunch of nuns. Let's get a let's get a bunch of nuns in here. And let's block them like a Renaissance painting and see what, you know, see what comes out of it. And so um, so there was that. And then, of course, do it, you know, writing the script, you know, uh, you know, none movies by, by design are, you know, kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of a slow burn. And um, mm-hmm. so this one was, uh, you know, we were getting to, um, you know, definitely wanted to make the first part, the, the nun section of it very fast paced. Um, but yeah, it, and also to, to kind of play with structure, that's, that's, a, that was a, you know, a very important thing too. And it's, it's just every time you're trying to kind of out, outdo the next one, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what can we do with this one that uh, plays with the uh, audience expectations even more? You know what I mean? I like to send the audience on a roller coaster and, uh, you know, people will see that as a flaw and then people will see that as, you know, something cool. So at least something different. 
Well, and it's completely different because when you show these like establishing shots, these lineup of nuns, they're shooting them the way that like a movie from the nineties would have shot, you know, uh, gangsters. It feels like something that would have been in, at, at perfectly at home in a Guy Ritchie film or a Tarantino film of that era, but you're doing this with numbs. So it's like, it's just wonderful to see it in that way. And it's completely, uh, <laughs> it takes you out of it in a really good way. Cause it's like, okay, this is not what I signed on for. And I'm actually, this is something completely unique just by taking those little spins. So it feels familiar, but not overly. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, that's, Shit, that's what I like in movies. You know what I mean? When they're they're doing something that you know I've already seen before, but they're uh, you know making they're you know almost uh, they're but they're aware of it. You know what I mean? And making yeah. uh, making fun of it, not necessarily making fun of it, making it fun. I guess well, is what I meant to say. Yeah, exactly. I just um, this weekend I watched. I think there's a kung fu film festival that I was preparing for, and so I watched like six of them in a row, and six kung fu films over the course of this weekend and when you watch the first one you have this reaction where it's just you're kind of laughing at the punching noises and the acting and those things but then once you get the second and third one you start appreciating it for the artistry that's there and that's what you're able to do is you take these elements from something else but then because you apply them in this situation it's 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 like an homage but because of the way that you're placing it in it feels like something that's completely its own it doesn't feel like it's thievery if that makes sense so yeah yeah sure exactly um you know like uh um like with climb of the hunter we weren't really trying to make a, a 70s like uh, a giallo film or, or a, yeah however you say that um you know you know like one of those movies it was just more like all right we're here we're shooting four three um it's in the 70s and you know it's still all of that just kind of like informed like what we were doing uh you know while we were there but it wasn't necessarily trying to make a um you know a spoof of that or anything or and then same same with Agnes really I mean of course we're aware of all that stuff but we're writing it and writing the characters like we care about the characters it's not you know so much that we're um you know making a scary movie version of of the exorcist you know what I mean well, yeah, if you set out on that, that you're going to outdo The Exorcist on its playing ground, I think that's a fool's errand. If you're going to try to outdo it where the thing that it did, and that's where a lot of these films, the possession subgenre has just so in that shadow that they don't add a lot to it, that they're just aping without bringing something new to the conversation a lot of the time. And I think that's what you do that's really fun here, that you do bring something new to the conversation without specifically giving anything away with this i think that that's part of the joy in this film is watching it and having it you know you have these expectations but you're so immediately taken off your footing you never feel like you're completely comfortable with the film and so to me that's just that creates a warm feeling where it's like okay i don't know where this is going now i'm invested instead of okay i know where the third act will be i see how this is going to play out it's like well i'm not really sure because these guys are clearly doing their own thing here yeah yeah and i you know i'm you know glad you know that whenever people watch it and see that that it's not just uh you know like uh it's obvious yes we could have continued on and made the exorcism movie it's not like you know uh a lot of the 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 bad reviews will they'll just describe the movie and see how it like see how it's bad it starts out with this uh <laughs> this uh exorcism movie and then it becomes this other movie like that's not that's not what you're supposed to do 
you know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, well, you, like clearly we knew what we were doing as, you know, clearly this was on purpose. It's not like we made a giant mistake, but you know, it, uh, and, 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 it, and it was, it is an experiment to that degree, but it's not the first movie to do it. No, my, some of yeah. my favorite films shift gears. And I actually really appreciate that when you're, and you're, you let the audience know that this is not heading in a direction that you should be anticipating. I think that you lay that out as clearly as you possibly could without completely giving it away what you're going to do here. So I, I don't, anybody that's paying attention to the film should have seen that coming. And that's why I don't generally read reviews until well after I've seen the film, till I've written down what it is I want to say about it until and then I'm curious because I don't want it to be informed by kind of those shitty takes on things where I think that a lot of journalists read each other instead of writing their own reactions to things. In right. My, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I mentioned uh, dead presidents in an earlier interview like that, uh, you know, that like starts out like a coming age Vietnam movie. Yeah. And then, uh, and then becomes, you know, the, like he's in the hood and it's, and they're going on a heist. It, you know what it, I mean? It, like, uh, yeah. It's like, and, it, and it's just, uh, and you know, that's, that's all this is. This is just a, uh, you know, trying to play with those kind of those and like the crying game, those nineties movies that did that. Like that's, that's all this kind of is, you know? And I mean, that goes back to as long as we've been telling stories. If you look at um, any classic piece of literature for the most part, grapes of wrath. If you look at where that book ends versus where it starts, it ends in a completely different place. The, the reason that book got banned because of the ending of it, it's not something that you see that's really, laid out in the beginning that would make sense in that way, the sort of social commentary that ends up there. And so we've been accustomed to these changing, the sort of the gear shift throughout. No, it is it's absolutely more in literature that they do that. And you yeah. you're, you hit the nail on the head right there with uh, that. They totally uh, make it. Um, we're, we're so used to like seeing a movie in a format that, um, that we're used to almost to where like, it's not good if we don't know what's coming next. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's like uh, like oh that they did something wildly different. So like the, obviously that was a, a big mistake. You know what I mean? That it didn't follow the format that I was uh, wanting to follow. Like they say, you know, like you mess with the structure of a film, that's the worst thing you can do. You know what I mean? But we want to see the same structure, but with you know different characters and a couple of different things here and there. But ultimately, still ends the way we want it to end. But yeah, I mean that's. It's this. It's just like it's fucking music. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. we're so. It's like a, and it's in in different genres of music. Like you know, like punk music. Like like we're we're punks. We don't fuck with that pop shit. And it's just like, but you're playing verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus. It's yep. the same thing as a fucking pop song. Like it's 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 still the same structure. You know what I mean? And we have to have that structure um, to know whether or not you know we like it or not. Absolutely. And uh, as a former, you know, punk kid, that, that's the music I was raised on. You could have a guitar solo and people would start, you know, yelling at you for being, you know, Leonard Skinner at that point, because you wanted to have something other than just a driving verse, driving course, driving verse done. And it was a yeah. minute and 30 seconds. That's all you were allowed to do with it. And yeah, I think that's, that's really limiting in the type of stories and the type of music. I mean, my favorite albums, my favorite films are ones that took me a minute to come around to. If on first listen, I love something, chances are it's going to dissipate, that it, I won't remember it on my way to the parking lot if it's a movie. Um, if it's something that requires me to rewatch it, to re-listen to it several times, those are the things that I really appreciate because it wasn't what I was anticipating. If there's the second album is something wildly different, 
yeah, it's not the same one that I got the first time. They did something different. And then those are the ones I end up loving in the end to me personally. So, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That's it's, um, it's sad <laughs> and it sucks, but you know, whatever but I'm trying. Do you trying just out of curiosity, just because you brought up the music thing, do you have an album like that that took you a while to get around to that wasn't a good album or you didn't appreciate it on the first listen, something that you did come around to later on? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Nothing I can think of offhand, but of, of definitely. Okay. Um, shit, I, I, I wouldn't even wild about the new Kanye West album, Donda, but now I'm like, dude, that, 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 that album's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. It just, you know, it's, it's, but yeah, you know, it's exactly what you're saying. Like it's, if it's more challenging and it takes a second, then, you know, by the time you, you do get it, you're like, man, I I really love it now. You know what I mean? As opposed to just, you know, yeah, this is great from, from the get go. There's, there's not, not much else you can get out of it from that. And I think that your film falls in that category for people that are expecting something from this. It's very specific. Um, but amongst the people that share this film, I think that they will share this film because it, you're doing something so completely unique here that people will come around to this. And this will be something that the people that are looking for a very specific thing, if they watch two minutes of it, they're going to realize they're not getting that and they're either going to be on board or not. And I fully anticipate that this movie is going to find a pretty significant audience because you're doing something really special here, something really fun that I've never seen before. Um, somebody that, you know, that appreciates a movie like Fright Night, that's both funny and scary at the same time. I think you did something really fun that really does fuck with the genre. And that's, I'm always happy for that. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. And, and so, what's coming? So you're next? the one. I, no, 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 no. I, I am. <laughs> well, I, I think that I honest, there's, I don't say this a lot, but this is that type of film that I think it is going to find that audience that there's so much noise out there that you're doing something that's unique that I think that will get that kind of attention because it, you've done something pretty special here. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm trying over here. I'm you know, every, every, every movie I'm trying to do something, you know, completely different, but it's more like, you know, like, uh, I just felt like I, I kind of plugged away so long making movies for so long. And then, um, when I started, uh, kind of, um, getting some traction it was like it was from taking risks and so i was like well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know i'm gonna take a risk every time then because that's that's what you know seems to pay off is just do something you do something that uh, no one's ever seen before and then they then they can't really say it's good or bad you know what i mean they can't really you you, you know you you don't you don't set you're, you're not setting yourself up for failure because you're just setting yourself you know a kind of a new path well if you're gonna fail Fail on your own merits. Don't fail trying to be something that somebody wanted you to be. Fail trying to do the thing that you wanted to. It's really easy advice to give from the outside and a business is incredibly difficult to break into. But I think that if you look beyond just any creative industry, you know, fail on, on your own terms to me. Yeah. So at least you, if uh, your career gets fucked up in the end and it's hard to get there at least you'll know like well at least it was the thing that i wanted to do instead of a cynical reaction of making something that my heart was never in in the first place yeah yeah no you you're exactly right well thank you so much for taking the time to do this i know we've gone a little bit over here i don't want to uh to blow up any interviews that you have after this but i'm after this and climate of the hunter i'm i'm on board man whatever you have coming up next i'm excited for 
Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for taking the time, man. Best of luck. Yeah, great talking to you. You as well. Take care. Thanks. Thanks. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Bookman's. So the last time I went into Bookman's, and inspired by Agnes, I decided I wanted to find a film that was thematically different, perhaps, than Agnes, but something that structurally was the same, uh, something that had an abrupt change in it, something that maybe it starts out as a drama, becomes a comedy, something that starts out uh, kind of like if the vampire movie, the Tarantino movie, Dust Till Dawn, that starts out as a crime movie and then becomes a vampire movie, something like that. Not that one specifically, but something in that vein. And so I went looking around uh, through the DVDs, Blu-rays, and I came across one of Paul Schrader's first films. If you're not familiar with Paul Schrader, uh, he's a really prolific writer and director who's probably best known for writing the screenplay to Taxi Driver. Uh, But one of his early films, I think this was from 1978, is a movie called Blue Collar. And the movie stars Richard Pryor, Harvey Keitel, and uh, Yafet Kodo. And it's this film that does something of a magic trick. When it starts out as a comedy, you're enjoying it on one level. Um, It has all the ingredients of a comedy. And then about halfway through, it becomes something else. It starts to transform. But it's not abrupt. This isn't something that suddenly drops gears and is a different movie. It's done so delicately and so flawlessly that you barely notice the film has changed tones until it's already happened. For some reason, you start to care less about Richard Pryor cracking jokes, and you start to care more about what's going to happen to his character, what's going to happen to his friends, how is Harvey Keitel going to react to this situation that they're in. Um, It's essentially a crime film that's about a couple of guys who decide to steal from their union. And it's one of those rare films that I think not only holds up well, but is perhaps more relevant today than it was in 1978. The themes that it's dealing with, the subject matter, are absolutely relevant in 2021 when we're in the middle of this, you know, this time when people are quitting their jobs in mass. And this is kind of what this film that Paul Schrader made was dealing with at the time. It's something that's really brilliant, an underseen film and something that I can't recommend highly enough. And I'm really glad that I'm able to revisit it because I went into Bookman's and just started looking around and somebody um, in Tucson decided to trade this movie in and now I'm able to check it out this weekend. So remember, Bookman's, they have your cool covered. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Perfect. There we go. Um, I I feel like after two years of this set, I would be used to Zoom at this point, but I still don't have it down yet. Um, terribly sorry about that. Oh, I wake up in a new world every day. I, <laughs> I I forgot where like the knob for the oven was yesterday, and we've lived in this house for years. <laughs> okay, that, that 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 is way too specific. Can you forgot where the knob to the yeah. oven was? Yeah, I, my my fiance had set the oven, and so I was looking at the the dial that shows, you know, as the heat is rising. And I was like, "But what did you set it to, babe? Like, how am I supposed to know where you set it to?" And he was like, "There's a dial right next to the thermometer." And I was like, "Yes, there is. That was a test." 
Well done. Yeah. It's, I'm, glad uh, you're, I'm glad you're getting a good laugh from that because oh, it no, no, is no. Uh, very funny. <laughs> the, the, well, the, the laugh from that is really based on personal experience where that is absolutely a story that I could be telling, um, especially with anything around my house with me and my wife where I've, we've lived together in this house for 10 years and yet I don't know where anything is in this place. So, um, I, and I, I assume that's just my shortcomings. So yes, to no, hear that. We're, yeah, we're kindred spirits. For sure. <laughs> and so thank you for taking time out of your morning to do this. I really appreciate it because this is a really great little movie. Um, I really enjoyed Agnes. And I'm wondering what it was about this film that drew you in because it's something that's really, really unique. Well, I'm, I'm really glad you liked it. Um, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to watch it. Um, what drew me to Agnes uh, was the shift in the middle. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you've seen it. So imagine reading it and you're like, okay, we're in a convent. Like something's going on. I could see how this could be creepy, but it's feeling like it's just going to be another possession movie. Uh, and then it's like a, it, it, it's, it's almost like, like, like Dorothy and Oz. We just go into a completely yeah, there you go. Yeah. different world. And I was like, whoa, okay. This is not something that you often get the opportunity to do because they don't make movies like this, you know, things that can be so jarring mm -hmm. and, and I thought about my friends and, and movies that I have liked that have just kind of turned the genre on its head. Um, Possum comes to mind. Great. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so those yes. are the kind of movies I want to make. Those are the type of movies that uh, my partners, Alana and Matthew, want to make. And I was like, guys, I, I think Agnes is it. I think this, this is, you know, we're not dipping our toes into weird here. We're like, you know, polar bear plunge. Fully embracing the weird. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what it was. It was em embracing the weirdness. And well, it does. And I'm not sure how much of this was on the script um, when you, if you were able to pick this up or not, but I feel like the film is telegraphing that it's not what you would normally expect from an exorcism possession movie right away. I mean, the performances in the opening sequence are big enough that it's like, oh, is this by design? I'm kind of feeling this movie out. Is it supposed to be almost campy right now? And then the title card comes, you go, oh, okay, I, I see. This is not what I would expect. And then he's shooting these nuns as, as if they were gangsters, like the lineup <laughs> of everybody. And it's just, mm -hmm. it has this style that's so unusual and unique to itself that I feel like um, that turn that happens, I while I didn't know where it was going, I knew that it was not going to be anything, any baggage that I was bringing to it, that it was going to head in its own direction. I mean, look, I'm really glad that, that you picked that up from the beginning, because I think uh, as we got into filming and we were finessing everything, it became, you know, pretty apparent to all of us that we should heighten things in the beginning and, and almost look at the, the flip side, because a lot of this movie is about what happens, um, what, what happens when you're in grief, what happens when you're in solitude. Uh, and part of that is, you know, crazy shows itself in a lot of different ways, you know, so these women, they're not just in a convent, they're in a, you know, cloistered order. So they don't do any work with the outside world, yep. right? Like they are their own cocoon. And, and those shots, like you said, of showing them almost gangster or like, so, you know, 
pompous and kind of proud of themselves. That's what happens when you're left alone and can create your own reality. Like mm -hmm. they're insane. <laughs> you know, so we're really just showing the different expressions of insanity the entire way through the film. And doesn't that, I mean, the parallels, I don't know when this was written, but between this and the last two years that we've all been through right now, I mean, this movie is utterly relatable in ways that it probably, and more salient than it possibly could have been three years ago at this yes. point, that we actually relate to it in ways that may not have been intentional when it was designed. I'm not sure. I know that that's definitely true. Time, um, as unfortunate as uh, COVID has been, has helped, I think, make people uh, be able to relate to what happens when you go stir crazy, perhaps. Yeah, it's the exaggerated version of that. But yeah, I think that it, it is the the idea of if you're left on an island, that's not a good place that we need that connectivity. We need the outside. We need somebody checking in to just say like, Hey, what are you guys up to in there? And, and it's yeah. just that idea of um, community that yes. does, that does play into this in a way that there's this world they're building on themselves. And then I, I'm really looking forward to more people getting to see this so I can talk in more detail without giving this away because this is something that I really want to go into that second piece of this film, but I don't want to take that away from anyone. At this sure. Point. Yeah. It's, um, it is, you know, a bit like walking on a, on a tight wire. Um, but really, you know, there's a very, um, Pilgrim's progress type of vibe to the second half of the film where you have Mary who in, is the lead character, but really she's being bombarded by these different people, you know, uh, mm -hmm. who are trying to throw her off of her intended path. Uh, and so I think, you know, that is something that, that, that can be talked about because you have, you know, these incredible performances by um, Chris Sullivan and Sean Gunn and, yeah, and that, that's, that's <laughs> so what I, good. Yeah, and that's what I loved about um, you know that they had time that they were willing to to come and do this because you know they they are part of what makes the movie so special. Just and and that was really all them. You know, something as a producer that I was really excited to do with this script was you know to to tell my 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 friends and, and colleagues in this film. Uh, make, make this your own. Like, you know, we can, we were like rewriting the script every day. Um, for example, Haley McFarland's character, um, of Agnes was originally written as someone much older. It was supposed to be like this mentor type of relationship and, um, maybe something almost sexual. And then when Haley read the script and said she wanted to do it with us, uh, Mickey, Alon, Matthew, and I were like, okay, we can do this. And I think we should take the opportunity because Haley is awesome, but we have to rework and find their closeness because this is going to be a different dynamic. So luckily Haley and I spend a lot of time together outside of making this movie. So we had the advantage of getting together and figuring out, like for us, we decided that Mary and Agnes were novitiates together and like started out uh, in the church at the same time. And because of that kind of became these friendly trickster sacrilegious, like we're not there for the right reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so finding that new dynamic because Haley was interested in being in the film 
was really rewarding. You know, like we, we, we did not get stuck by the confines of the script. We said, this is the beginning and let's see how we can expand this and how our other actors can come in and make it their own. And I really think that's um, a big part of what makes the movie special. Oh, for sure. If you look at what the film is telling us about Sean Gunn's character is telegraphing versus what he's doing in that role. Like they seem in opposition to one another at times. And that's something that's like, there's so many elements of this film that are off-putting isn't the right word for it. It it takes you off your balance, I guess is the way to say it, where it's not, you're seeing one thing and you're being told another thing at the same time. And I love that about this movie that you can never really fully get your head around it. And this is something that is like my favorite types of film, my favorite literature, my favorite music. It's something that maybe doesn't require um, multiple viewings to appreciate it fully. But I think that multiple viewings is something here that you will get more out of this when you revisit this. Because when you know where it's heading and you understand it, there is a depth here that you might not pick up on the first time. But you can still fully enjoy it the first time around. Well, well, thank you. But I, I think what you're saying is, is is really interesting, which is, you know, that depth and that confusion that you can feel, because like you said, you're given information about characters and then they're introduced and they aren't the same. Uh, but isn't that just like the people that we meet every day? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Isn't that just like, like your wife? Isn't that just like my fiance? Like we've yeah. been together six years and, and, and I'm barely scratching the surface of who this person is and he's going to keep changing. Yeah. You know, and I think that's something that we don't get to see in movies a lot of the time because it's, it can be confusing. You know, it's a big swing to be like, we're going to say things that this person's going to be totally different when you only have two hours to actually watch a film. You know, I think there's this tendency to go, okay, we need our archetypes. This is the damsel. This is the hero, you know, blah, 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 blah. But doing an indie, we're allowed to bend that and, you know, experiment. So I'm, I'm glad you responded to it. I, I hope other people do too. They will. They will. And I'm, I'm recommending this to anybody that will listen to me, that this is something you should definitely check out. It's worth your time. Um, you haven't seen something exactly like this before. It's something that you will think you know what you're getting, but you won't. And I love that about it. And so congratulations on the movie. It's a, it's a great one. So I'm thank sure that it's going to connect with people. This is definitely going to find its audience. Oh, thanks. And, and you know, you, you're hired. You can go. <laughs> that was the best. Uh, that was the best description I, I've ever heard. So please keep telling everyone. And thank well, you. No, and th- thank you. And, and uh, best of luck with it. And I'm looking forward to whatever you have coming next, because between this and Dr. Sleep, I, I hope that you find one that people get right out of the gate. And I think this might be one of the ones. So. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Get me hope.
Boys crack.